I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, I'm Jordi Amat. You are listening to La Liga Lowdown. And I'm David Garrido. Yes, this is our mini-pod. Welcome along. And yes, 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 plenty of Classico chatter to come. But worth pointing out, we've got another exclusive interview with one of the men behind Raul Betis' superb season coming up this week. And more details on that in a bit. But of course, plenty to get through with match day 36 to recap in La Liga. So on the way, in the next 15, 20 minutes or so. Of course, it was El Clasico. Four goals, one red card, honours even. Barcelona's unbeaten league run goes on and all analysed by our Diego. I do think it's unfortunate that Sergio Roberto had himself ejected from the match at the end of the first half, given his solid performance during those initial 45 minutes. Shock horror, Atletico concede goals at home and lose to Espanyol, while Valencia go down to Villarreal at the Estadio de la Ceramica, but Los Che are Champions League once more. Here's Paco. Marcelino himself wasn't pleased with his side on Saturday, missing golden chances to score especially Santi Mina in the first half in a hard-fought game which included eight yellow cards but he insisted on giving full credit to his squad for the sensational season they have had. Deportivo denies Celta late on in Onoso Derby. Alex was at Balaidos for the Battle of Galicia. They were having such a laugh wearing sea captain hats and waving around balloons with the number two referring to Segunda. So the atmosphere was good but strange. And the race for seventh is still pretty tight, but could unfashionable Hetafe get into the Europa League? Well, Ewan wouldn't mind it one bit. Even though they play football as ugly as that green goo beneath my kitchen sink, we shouldn't overlook what a huge achievement European football would be for a newly promoted side and one that was actually second bottom of the Segunda in the seventh week of last season. And of course, your three-word verdicts and a snippet of our interview with Jordi Amat. That's all coming up. Top story. Well, there's only one place to start. The 238th Clásico in all competitions. Barcelona hoping to overcome the biggest obstacle in their way in their pursuit of an unbeaten La Liga campaign, while Real Madrid were desperate to prevent that happening. The result, an enthralling 2-2 draw. So how did it start off? Barca scoring first with a flowing attack, exploiting the fact that Benzema, Kroos and in particular Marcelo were in the same part of the pitch. So the move, Ter Stegen, Piquet, Sergio Roberto, Coutinho, Suarez, Sergio Roberto, Suarez with the volleyed finish. But the lead didn't last long. The move, Ronaldo, Kroos, Benzema, Ronaldo, who bundled the ball over the line but got injured in the process. A couple of stats for you at this point. CR7 has now scored 12 goals in 12 games at Camp Now, 
and he is now level with the great Alfredo Di Stefano on a record 18 goals scored by a Madrid player in Clásicos. Well, then a flurry of yellow cards just before half-time. Suarez and Ramos relishing the edgy, niggly nature of the encounter. Even Messi got a booking. And then a red for Sergio Roberto for retaliating to Marcelo's close attention. So did the Brazilian make a meal of it? Yes. Did Sergi deserve to see red? Probably. A second 45, brought alive by Messi. Another threading the needle strike with his left foot despite being surrounded by white shirts for his 26th goal against Los Blancos, although Suarez did admit it was a bit of a foul on Varane in the build-up. But here is an extraordinary statistic. Between them, Messi and Ronaldo now have a 1,000 goals for Barcelona and Madrid combined. But we weren't done there. Gareth Bale firing home first time for the second equaliser. And despite Madrid finally getting themselves going and threatening from a few corners at the end, 2-2 it finished. Feisty, frenetic, but a fair result. And ultimately a better one for Barcelona, who keep their unbeaten league campaign intact. 35 games down, three to go. La Liga Lowdowns, Diego Lorraine, watch the game in Barcelona. Uh, Diego, just run the rule over the hosts for us, please. And in particular, the red card. And also, where do we go from here? Uh, I do think it's unfortunate that Sergio Roberto had himself ejected from the match at the end of the first half, given his solid performance during those initial 45 minutes. But where does this leave Barca, David? Well, I think in the end, Kules in general have to be satisfied with how this team managed to bounce back from what was a traumatizing summer. Of course, the Roma debacle still hurts, but there is a sense of optimism that the Champions League is not only achievable, but an obligatory task if Valverde can have the players he wants from the get-go. Well, scenes of celebration at the end for Barca in front of their home fans, a 30th league title, a 25th Copa del Rey, and another final game, the long farewell of Andres Iniesta, his 38th and last Clásico. Lots of fallout as well in terms of the refereeing. Emilio Butragueño claiming that there were two critical decisions made by Alejandro Hernández Hernández. Barcelona president José María Bartomeo saying rather euphemistically that in the palco, the director's box, there were differences of opinion on those decisions. But Sergio Busquets denying that the officiating had affected the ultimate outcome of the game. In other words, it was debatable, contentious, and we'll keep arguing until we get bored, move on and find something else to talk about. But yes, La Liga perhaps does deserve better than that. Uh, What about Real Madrid, Diego? How do they take the learnings of this game forward? They'll be making sure that their top man Ronaldo will recover from an accidental stomp that he received from Piqué. Although there seems to be no cause for concern, Zizou understandably didn't want to take any risks and decided to sub the man for Asensio during halftime. Listen David, I think this match will have ignited a fire within the Madrid locker room as they now can focus their minds on the Champions League final against Liverpool, a side that pose an entirely different sort of challenge than Football Club Barcelona will demand this Madrid to come out with uh, more conviction and be far less forgiving if they want to take home their third consecutive Champions League title. Cheers for that, Diego. Well, Barcelona's tilt at invincibility continues back at the camp now on Wednesday as Villarreal visit the champions. And that same night, Madrid are off to the Estadio Ramon Sánchez-Pizjuán to face Sevilla in the later game. Now, in between Barca and Madrid in the table, second place Atletico clearly had next Wednesday's Europa League final on their minds as they rested or protected a lot of their big names and they paid the Price. They were beaten 2-0 at home by Espanyol. Oscar Melendo scoring the first goal at the Wanda in 1,150 minutes of football there. And then Leo Baptistao's smart half-volley finish put the result beyond doubt. So interim Espanyol head coach David Gallego has seven points from his first nine available. Not a bad return at all. For Atletico, they are three points ahead of Real Madrid, having played a game more. But if it did go down to head-to-head, well, they would finish above their rivals because of away goals.
European contenders. On we go. Well, Valencia had a bit of a mixed weekend. The bad news is that they lost 1-0 at Villarreal. Mario Gaspar's flicked header past Neto, the difference between the sides, meaning Los Ches' winless run stretches to four games. But before kickoff, their return to the Champions League had been confirmed after two seasons out of Europe. Paco Bolit is our man in Valencia. He can give us the lowdown on this one. So, Paco, tell us about the Valencia performance at the Estadio de la Ceramica and also what it means to the team to be back in the Champions League. Well, Valencia fans won't remember the game in Villarreal as a tough defeat in the Derby de la Comunidad, but quite the opposite, because it signified the club's return to Europe's top table. It's true that Marcelino's men haven't been in top shape in the last few weeks, but actually that's something that fans are pretty much used to once the goal is at hand. It was a bittersweet moment, but they will soon realize just how important such an achievement is in the next few days. Marcelino himself wasn't pleased with his side on Saturday, missing golden chances to score, especially Santi Mina in the first half in a hard-fought game which included eight yellow cards, but he insisted on giving full credit to his squad for the sensational season they have had. After celebrating the fourth place, it's time to improve the squad this summer with a challenging year ahead where Valencia finally will retake their place in the tournament where they feel they belong, the Champions League. Thank you for that, Paco. Now, Villarreal's win meant that they narrowed the gap on Real Betis in fifth to two points after Betis lost 2-0 away to Athletic Club. Iñaki Williams and Miguel Rico had both rattled the crossbar before Inigo Lecue got to the byline and stood up a perfect cross to the far post for Iker Muneain to head home. And although Betis struck the frame of the goal twice too and they had a goal disallowed, well, the final word was left to Aritz Adariz in the second minute of stoppage time with the coolest of finishes at the near post, leaving Pedro Lopez rooted to his spot. It is Betis' first defeat in nine games, testament to their excellent campaign. And it's really been the form from the turn of the year which has been impressive. In a 2018-only table, Betis would be fourth behind the big three. And showing things up at the back has been a big part of that. So it's a good time to hear from Jordi Amat. We went to see him in Seville recently. He told us a little bit about his teammates in a moment, Joaquin. But first, the talented Fabian Ruiz. Well, he's from Los Palacios. Okay. Okay. He's a place near to Sevilla. And he's always so proud of he's from Los Palacios. So from his roots, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm from Los Palacios. I mean, <laughs> um, Is this a good thing to be from Los Palacios? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Well, <laughs> we hope so. Uh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, he talks a lot of um, Zeta, you know. Yeah, yeah in in they, Sevilla, yeah, they, they some th- a lot, yeah, don't a they? lot. Yeah. So that's that's funny. Yeah, yeah. But then he's a um, he's a young young player, uh, humble as well. Uh, he works a lot. He, he knows now that he's playing a very good level. Um, he's grateful as well with the teammates, uh, with the manager. So, you know, uh, it's, it's perfect. It's perfect for, for the team and, mm. and we'll see if, he, if he's going to stay. I yeah. hope so. Wow, yeah, there's a lot of interest in him, yeah. as you can imagine, from yeah, Premier League clubs and, and obviously, you know... And I understand eh, because yeah, he's yeah. a very good player. Yeah. He's a young player as well. He has just 22. 21, huh? 21 22, something yeah. like that. Yeah, early 20s, definitely. So, yeah, he's got well, a bright future, good. right? Yeah, bright yeah, future. Yeah, yeah. And then the other end of the age spectrum, and you know who I'm going to mention here. For sure. Um, perhaps the most popular player in Spain. I think that's a, a good shout, right? For sure. Joaquin. What is it like being in a dressing room with Joaquin? That must be just a barrel of laughs, a lot of fun. Um, maybe I laugh more this year than maybe <laughs> in my old career. Really? For sure. So, so what sort is, of stuff? Is he, is he playing tricks? Is he did, telling jokes? Did you see the, the video? Of I've seen a number of videos of Joaquin, but I don't know which one you're I think to. it was just two, three days ago. 
he was dancing a video of oh, uh, yeah, yeah, Jennifer yeah. Lopez. Yes, yes, yes. So <laughs> he's like this every day. Is he a leader amongst the team? Yeah, as well? yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. He's And then he's, you can see like a difference of uh, he's making jokes and then in, he's so in serious. Work you know, mode. like, yes. Yeah. Maybe uh, today is the most important game of the league, blah, 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 blah. Okay, you know, so, okay. so that's, um, that's very important for us, no? The, I think he's uh, el, el capitán del equipo y es a big part of. Yeah, well, you can hear more from Jordi in our exclusive two-part interview on our YouTube channel this Wednesday and Thursday as we discuss life before Betis at Espanyol under Pochettino and at Swansea under Laudrup, as well as the current season and his future as well. Our custom URL is youtube.com forward slash C forward slash La Liga Lowdown or just put La Liga Lowdown into your search engine and subscribe now so that you do not miss out. And don't forget, it is El Gran Derby next for Betis as they aim to seal their first league double over Sevilla since 1995. Speaking of which... Now, Sevilla won their first game under their caretaker boss Joaquin Caparrosa. Much improved performance as they beat Real Sociedad 1-0 at the Santos Pizjuan. A 47th minute penalty from Ever Banega after Sandro had been brought down. Both of those two played superbly, by the way. And Roque Mesa started the game as well. A reassuring presence in midfield. And that really helped Sevilla not only nullify La Real, but impose themselves on this match. But remember, they've got Real Madrid at home on Wednesday night. Before that, on Tuesday, we have our 60-second standoff, which is about Sevilla. So do check that out on our YouTube channel. Well, they stay eighth, a point behind Hedafe, who are the team with the momentum, no doubt about it, despite having real issues with injuries and suspensions. Away to Las Palmas, who hit the frame of the goal twice through Alejandro Galvez. It was Angel Rodriguez with an 88th-minute goal to get them the three points. Jose Bordalas' side have an undeniable will to win. They're unbeaten in five, winning four, including three clean sheets. But do they get a bit of a bad rep? Let's ask you, Mateo, who is based in the Spanish capital. Are you? Are they the most unfashionable team in La Liga? And just how much of an achievement would it be for them to be playing European football next season? You know, David, I would really like Getafe to make it into Europe for the first time since 2010 because it would be a well-deserved reward for their fans. Never mind the fact it always seems to rain for them when Getafe play at home, but this team plays some really unattractive football. With just 41 goals scored, they have the fewest of any team in the top half. They foul all the time, creating more stoppages than an NFL game. And they've got some pretty nasty characters with 118 yellow cards already when no other La Liga side has broken the 100 mark. And yet this is all very effective. Even though they play football as ugly as that green goo beneath my kitchen sink, we shouldn't overlook what a huge achievement European football would be for a newly promoted side and one that was actually second bottom of the Segunda in the seventh week of last season. Bravo, Jose Bordelas. Thank you, Ewan. I would get that sink looked at, though. At Girona are still in with a shout of Europe, although those hopes were dented by a surprising 4-1 defeat at home to Eibar, who had beaten them by the same scoreline in the reverse fixture at Ipurua. Kike scored a couple. Ade Benitez pulled one back. Takashi Inui's quick thinking helped set up Joan Jordan for their third, and he himself rifled home their fourth. The perfect way for Jose Luis Mendilibar to celebrate his one-year contract extension. Celta Vigo's European ambitions were also dealt a blow late in their Galician derby at home to already relegated Deportivo La Coruña. Pionicisto's shot turned into an up and under, which Ruben tried to claim, but Maxi Gomez stood his ground and headed backwards past the keeper to give Celta the lead. Both sides had chances after that, but in the 91st minute, sub Florin Andoni trapped a hooked cross into the pass of Lucas Perez, who lashed home emphatically for the equaliser. 1-1 it finished. So let's chat to a lady who was at a sunny Balaidos. La Liga Lowdown's Alex Johnson. Uh, Alex, tell us about the atmosphere and also how you rate Celta's Europa League chances now. Wow. The atmosphere at Balaidos 
was one of a kind. As Hugo Mayo said after the match, I'm not going to lie, it was a bit strange. And I'll tell you why. With Debra already relegated from La Liga, the Celta fans taunted more than supported. When Debra made it 1-1, they celebrated and went on to sing Si Se Puede, Yes You Can, every time Debra came close to scoring a second. They were having such a laugh, wearing sea captain hats and waving around balloons with the number 2, referring to Segunda, so the atmosphere was good, but strange. Which also answers the Europa League question, as the fact that Celta fans found it funny when Depo scored the equalizer shows that they have since long forgotten about Europe, and that's the feeling the players gave as well. That train left of the lost Leganes. And Deportivo at least showing a bit of fight and pride now under Clarence Seedorf. In your view, does that mean that perhaps he's making progress and Depo should stick with him next season? Well, I expect a lot of key players to leave Depo. So there will be a big change and there needs to be one as well. It's a team and a club that at the moment seem very lost. Sure, Sidorf's track record has gotten a tiny bit better, but his tenure hasn't been impressive enough. This is a club that needs a coach that can create a smaller revolution and Sidorf simply doesn't have the experience to do that. I think the best thing for both him and the club would be to say their goodbyes because Depo need a fresh start. Cheers to that, Alex. Alright, time for your three-word verdicts. On match day 36 so far, ahead of the Monday night game between 15th and 17th, Leganes against Levante. Let's just keep it to the game at the camp now, though. And a few of you have commented on this. And Matthew Clark has gone for Clásico, not decaffeinated. Uh, La Liga Gav, Ivan the Impaler, he says, presumably on Mr Rakitic. Samsunda Mishra says, refs are terrible. Anything to do with the Marcelo penalty not given there, Samsunda? Maybe. Uh, Chan Horngam says, referee decides... El Clásico, yeah, it is Alejandro Hernández Hernández who's made the headlines here. And Jack Sanders has gone for this. Barcelona still unbeaten. Yes, they are. And that unbeaten league campaign is getting ever closer. So before we go, just to remind you, busy old week for us once again. On Tuesday on YouTube, we've got our 60-second standoff, which is about Sevilla and the Europa League. It'll be me and you and McTair doing the debating there. That turns into a Twitter vote on Wednesday. So come find us, follow us and chat to us on Twitter. We are at La Liga Lowdown. Our extensive chat with Jordi Amat, Real Betis defender and defensive midfielder, is on our YouTube channel in two parts this week. On Wednesday and Thursday, respectively, you will absolutely want to check that out. Plus... Partidas of Predictions on Friday. So make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel and enable those notifications. Our website will have all of that content and more. So visit us at www.aligalodan.com. And if you like this mini pod, we'd be delighted if you could give us a five-star rating and tell your friends so that they can listen in for the rest of the season and beyond. That's your La Liga Lowdown. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs>